Hello, and welcome to the Generosity Freak Show. My name is Nathan Hill, and I'm taking over the pod from Brady this week. Today, we have a pretty unique interview with Quentin Finn Carrick from Trinity Western University. Quentin is the Director of Annual Giving for Trinity Western, and he was one of five winners from the Nonprofit Innovation and Optimization Awards this past year. These awards were given out to fundraisers that are testing innovative and new strategies to grow generosity and to improve fundraising at their organizations. So at the NIO Summit, I got a chance to sit down with Quentin, and I picked his brain about what he's actually doing differently to spur innovation and see major fundraising growth. In the interview, Quentin shares some practical ways that he's working to get Trinity Western donors more closely connected to the students that they support. He also talks a little bit about the successes and challenges of building a culture of optimization, data, and testing at a nonprofit, especially one where fundraising and marketing resources can be pretty hard to come by. So I certainly enjoyed hearing his thoughts. I hope you do too, and I hope they inspire some good ideas for you as well. Here we go. Welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. I said, welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. Welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. Welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. So my name is Quentin from Carrick. I'm the Director of Annual Giving at Trinity Western University in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, so then what, what does your role look like at Trinity Western? So I oversee our, our Annual Giving Department. And so um, your traditional fundraising pyramid, you have planned giving and principal giving near the top, major giving in the middle, and your largest portfolio is annual giving. And that's everything from online fundraising to direct response marketing and working with large portfolio of donors that I try to cultivate, retain, and graduate up to the major giving levels. Sure. Um, so tell me a little bit, how like how did you get to where you are? Where did your yeah. career start? I think it's interesting to, to hear from people, like, how did you get into philanthropy in the first place? <laughs> it's people with yeah. crazy stories. So Yeah. Like, I have, um, I come from a faith-based background, okay. so... Uh, I was working in overseas doing missions work for quite a few years. And, cool. Um, I found that when you're out on the field, you have to take a lot of time out to raise money. So I kind of fell into philanthropy and fundraising just as a necessity of trying to pay bills while working out on mm. the field. And I found that I was spending so much time doing that that I wasn't really effective in the work that I did. Yeah. When I came back to Canada with uh, my family... It was a natural fit to move into fundraising. I started working for an organization, and uh, it came natural for me to be able to share the story of the organization and uh, let people know um, how their gifts were making a tangible, direct impact on, on what we were trying to do. Yeah. Um, started working uh, with the president's office there and found my quick fit with um, major giving and mm foundation grant writing and uh, over time began to see the importance of analytics and data and optimizing and, and trying to be more efficient with limited resources and yeah. limited budgets, Yeah, uh, which I think is pretty normal for a lot of nonprofits. Oh, for sure. We're, we're understaffed and overworked and we have to be more efficient. We have to be better. Yeah, always. <laughs> and so uh, that's... Uh, I got a call to come over to Trinity to uh, start with their annual giving program. 
and um, it's been it's been a great it's been a great two years. Yeah, uh, we started out with humble beginnings and have been trying our best to apply some of the things that I've been learning through research I'm seeing here at Next After and elsewhere, and uh, have seen some impressive results. So sure, it's been exciting. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the details of like the campaigns that you've been running and the results that you're seeing, I'm curious to know the why. Like why why do you come into work every day? Why do you do what you do? Yeah. Well, yeah. What what's your passion? Yeah. So Trinity Western University, um, it's it's the largest Christian university in Canada. Uh, I, I studied there when I was younger and. Um, it really was a transformative experience for me. Uh, I was really inspired by my professors and they challenged me to make a difference in the world. Uh, my education there opened a lot of doors for me to travel and work around the world. Um, so when the opportunity came to, to work with Trinity, I was, I was excited. Yeah. Um, and Trinity, what's interesting about Trinity is they not only provide, uh, a really excellent liberal arts education, but they approach everything they do from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. So their their mission is to develop leaders who serve competently, but uh, who, who serve in the different uh, different fields of life. Yeah. Whether they be uh, nurses or teachers or uh, business people, it's so whatever wherever they. Wherever God leads them, that's where uh, they serve. And um, what's what's great about that is I, I'm really passionate about making a difference and making an impact on the culture around me. Yeah. For for good. Yeah. And I found that my time at Trinity was was so impactful and, and gave me those opportunities. And so it's really exciting to be able to raise up the next generation of yeah. servant leaders uh, who are not only highly competent, but uh, are able to, to really make a difference and serve. Mm-hmm. So that That's really cool. Me. That's really cool. I love hearing that, that story. I mean, with any of these, these types of conversations, uh, especially before we get into the weeds of a campaign, just having that context for you know, why are you doing what you're doing and, and what drives it. And I think mm-hmm. even just your unique perspective kind of shapes the the why behind the specifics of the campaign so let's get into that um you know what's the 60 second summary of of the campaign that uh, you've won this award for Mm -hmm. uh what were your goals what were you trying to accomplish and what happened along the way yeah um so our campaign was titled tw gives and it was uh inspired by direct input from current students of trinity western and that's what makes it so unique and the reason we chose to do that is our research showed a direct correlation between uh, the engagement of donors with students, and with that engagement came a higher rate of uh, donation frequency and gift size amounts. Yeah. And so we, we put our heads together and we thought, well, let's create a competition for our students, and we'll, we'll put it to them and ask, why do you think giving to Trinity Western is important? Sure. And we were really surprised uh, with the response, and the students got it. They mm. they understood the link between the donor community and the quality of the, of the educational mm. experience and the transformative experience they were having. Yeah. 
so we ended up going with one excellent submission. Uh, she was a student in our school of business and uh, we used her input to inspire the campaign and we featured her in all the collateral. Hmm. And so what was resonated so well with the donors in that is they got to hear directly the voice of the student, yeah. a current student. And I think what was important is we, by putting aside our ego, by putting aside our voice mm. and highlighting the student, which is who the donors were most interested about in yeah. the first place. And that's the reason yeah. why they're giving. Uh, I believe donors rewarded us for that. Sure. They were inspired by that and it really resonated. Um, and it was one of the campaigns that really led to us having our our best year of results ever at Trinity. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was exciting. We'll get back to the interview in just a second, but I'm wondering, what are the biggest challenges that you're facing this year when it comes to growing your online fundraising and growing donor generosity? I'd like to help you find some data-driven solutions this year so that you can have your most successful fundraising year to date. Here's how this can work. We have a new survey where you can share your key goals, your biggest challenges, and more about what you're hoping to accomplish this year. Then after you've sent in your responses, we'll use them to shape a brand new research plan for the rest of the year that will lead to new tools, new resources, courses, workshops, and more that will equip you with everything you need to hit your key goals. You interested? You can take the survey and help shape our next year of research at nextafter.com slash survey. Again, that's nextafter.com slash survey. Looking forward to your response. So one of the things that's excited me most as we read through all the applications and we we're looking at yours um, is just saying that this isn't just like a, a one-off, hey, this one time we used the student call center, mm-hmm. but it seems like you've had multiple years, probably the entire time you've been now at, Tr- at Trinity, um, of trying to figure out what's working, what's not, how do we do more of what's working, how do we stop doing what's not, yeah, and just everything trying to be driven by data. Yeah, um, exactly. What does that process look like for you? And what challenges have you bumped up against as you try to build that type of a culture? Yeah, there's a lot of questions there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my goal has been uh, retention. How can we retain as many of our donors as possible? How can we inspire the donors that we do retain to continue to to give sacrificially and at, and at higher levels and how can we inspire more donors to come into our community i mean those are pretty standard kpi metrics sure but like i had mentioned before we've really doubled down on this idea of capitalizing on the student voice finding what is it that our donors are passionate about what is the real motivation for them giving to Trinity? And we seem to believe is that it's impacting the students mm. and, and hearing from them. And, and how is my gift really making a difference in your educational experience? Yeah. And so we've tried to incorporate that into everything we do. Um, so we have established uh, a call center where we have trained uh, student volunteers and some student workers to, to call all our donors and say, you know, hi, my name is, uh, my name is John and I'm a third year student and mm-hmm. I'm just calling to say thank you. Do you mind if I take a minute and tell you a story about how 
your gift made a difference in my life? Yeah. And the answer is always yes, because they want to hear that. Right. Uh, we have students come in and write thank you notes on, on tax receipts. We have them go around campus and snap Polaroids of, of their favorite spot on campus. That's cool. Or take a, we have them take a, a frame from their Instagram and say, hey, this was a, a cool experience I had this past year during my time at Trinity, and it was only possible because of a scholarship that you helped me receive. Yeah. So we're trying every appropriate way we can to bring this student experience closer to our donors. And it, it seems to be working. Yeah. It seems to be resonating and it, it's been exciting. We've been, um, uh, we've been trying to create value in the process too. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to communicate to our students who volunteer that, Hey, I, I would love to give you a, a real insider look of what the world of professional fundraising looks like. Sure. Why does that impact you? One, because the skills are transferable to whatever career you go into. Yeah. Two, it's a, it's a burgeoning and flourishing career path. If you would so choose to, mm-hmm. here is an on-ramp to a career where you can, we will give you a reference letter. We will um, maybe even give you school credits. Yeah. So we're trying to create value for the student and we're trying to also um, help them connect with our donors. Yeah. And it's it's been fun and it also takes a lot of pressure off of us as mm-hmm. the professional fundraisers because yeah. we don't have to be brilliant and charming and um, and suave. <laughs> we we get out of the way, mm-hmm. we we check our egos at the door and uh, we let the recipient of donors' donations tell the story for us. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it seems to be working wonderfully. Yeah. As you think about the term nonprofit innovation, obviously you at Trinity, you're trying to take these incremental steps forward towards figuring out how do you bridge uh, that gap between donors and students. What would you say to uh, another nonprofit organization or another fundraiser marketer who's trying to figure out how do I take those steps to, yeah. to, to new strategies, new ideas, and start to innovate? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, for me, nonprofit innovation is really how can you communicate your story uh, effectively and relevantly today? Yeah. Um, and that doesn't always mean you throw out what you did yesterday. And it also doesn't mean that you have to be at the bleeding edge of technology. Sure. I mean, those are good things. Absolutely. Uh, and it's sometimes it's necessary to, to change everything that you do. Mm. But for me, it's, it's more a posture of your mind and your heart. Uh, are you open to listening to what your donors are saying? Yeah. Uh, are you aware and watching the shifts that are happening in the culture around you? Uh, are you taking these opportunities and are you having a posture where you're open to learning and, and you're open to growing mm. and, and doing what is best for your donors and, and what's best for your organization in and through that? Yeah. Um, like I said, it doesn't mean, it, it may mean doing something innovative with a new piece of technology or it might mean, uh, tweaking your, your direct mail approach, your, di- uh, your direct response marketing approach. Sure. Um, I really think it's going to look different from organization to organization, mm-hmm. 
But I really think it's balancing that um, that hunger for improvement with the humility to change. Yeah. And if you can find that balance and you can find that that uh, agility, if you can find that that posture where you're you're open to learn and to grow, I think that innovation, whatever it is that looks like, mm-hmm. is going to come to you. Sure. So, last question, along that same line, is you're you're trying to find that that posture and live that in your your everyday. Um, and continue to grow. What are some of what's like the biggest challenge that you see in the, the next year, two years? How do you continue to push the envelope? How do you continue to take those steps forward? What do you think? At Trinity. At Trinity, yeah, yeah. I think any nonprofit leader can relate to the the uphill battle of retaining great staff. Mm having the resources to to put dreams and plans in action. Um, at Trinity, uh, we are in an exciting season of growth mm. and momentum. Uh, we have higher enrollment we've ever seen. We're capital campaigns that are ongoing and ongoing. Um, yet at the same time, working with less resources to try and keep up higher and higher benchmarks for growth. Yeah. Um, how can we continue to optimize the current resources we have? How can we continue to innovate to do more working with less? Yeah. And that requires changing the way we think about how we fundraise. Hmm. How do we continue to provide the scholarships that students need? How do we continue to communicate to our donors that we appreciate them and that they're making a difference uh, with less time and less resources? Yeah. So enter training student volunteers. Yeah. Uh, enter bringing in people who have the passion and who have the voice, but we don't necessarily have the huge salary to pay them. Sure. But some of these people are passionate and they want to communicate that message because it benefits them directly. And uh, that's what innovation has looked like for us. And I'm sure with any other organization that there are creative ways to get that message across to your donors, to communicate your affection for them, uh, with the resources that you have. Yeah. I think that has been, um, that has been the big challenge for us. And I think that's where we're going. Sure. Well, hopefully even just this conversation, uh, people listening to it, have that idea spark just from some of the examples you've, you've given out. So I appreciate you taking the time to, to chat and share what you've been learning and what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And then congratulations again on, uh, winning the Neil award. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks so much. Gwen. Hey, this is Brady, and I just want to say thank you for listening to the Generosity Freak Show. If you want to get all future episodes, please be sure to subscribe at generosityfreakshow.com, or you can just search the Generosity Freak Show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have comments, questions, feedback, you can email us at podcast at nextafter. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the Generosity Freak Show is produced by Next After, where I work. It- 
NextAfter is an online fundraising research lab that works with nonprofits to help them grow their online fundraising. And our mission is to unleash the most generous generation in the history of the world. You can learn more about us and what we're up to and see our latest research at nextafter.com. Lastly, this show would not be possible without my co-host, Tim Kuchuriak, and our amazing mixologist and producer, Nathan Hill. So many, many thanks to them. So thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week.